another great episode of Dream Business Radio. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and this is the podcast to learn how to create your dream business so you, too, can live your dream lifestyle. And by the way, I say you, too, because you're learning from someone who has actually done what it is they teach. I've created multiple six-figure businesses, and today I get to uh, coach other entrepreneurs and small business owners how to create the business of their dreams so they, too, as I say, can live their dream lifestyle, whatever that may look like for them. I'm the founder and creator of the Dream Business Academy and the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. This is a place where you can uh, interact with other entrepreneurs who are growing their dream businesses, and we have everybody from beginners to people doing multiple millions of dollars, men, women, and everything in between, so we can all learn from each other. You can learn more at dreambizcoaching.com, www.dreambizcoaching.com. I'm really excited about this week's show. My special guest is Heather Dominic. Let me introduce Heather, and we'll bring her right on. Heather Dominic is the founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement. Her teachings demonstrate how highly sensitive traits, when used as strengths rather than shadows, can create effective entrepreneurial financial success. Her deep wisdom reaches over 100,000 highly sensitive entrepreneurs around the globe via her website, www.businessmiracles.com, what a great URL, and various other social media channels. An exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather is known for creating a safe, sacred community for true transformation, whether she is teaching a business miracles class, delivering training online or in person, or mentoring her business miracle members in her various mentoring programs. She's helped thousands of HSEs release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcoming fears, and learn how to build their business in a way that actually feels so good they can't help but create solid, sustainable, high-level financial success. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jim. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, thanks. Our first thing i got to mention is what a killer URL you got. How how long have you had that? Because that's a – I mean, that's, <laughs> man, that, if you were getting that today, that probably would be like 50 grand or something. Thank you. You know, I've had it probably just over five years now, um, and, you know, happy to tell the story when it best makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it's a great URL that speaks specifically to the work that I do. So, yay. Well, well very good. So, as an entrepreneur, did you have a, a mentor or any role models like your parents or grandparents, or is the entrepreneurial gene kind of first striking out in your generation? That is such a great question. I so appreciate that. I really kind of stumbled into being an entrepreneur. I have to say I'm really a teacher at heart, and that was my first career. I was actually a high school drama teacher for eight years, and then kind of, again, stumbled my way into being self-employed. But since I've been self-employed, which I'm going on my 15th year now, I remember that my great-grandparents, who I actually knew very well, um, because my great-grandfather, actually my great-grandmother passed away when I was 18, and then my great-grandfather passed away when I was 19, and they were entrepreneurs. They had a... um, gardening business that actually had started as like a fruit and vegetable cart and they grew it into 
this, you know, entire business of six greenhouses and um and they also sold antiques and this was all in upstate New York. So it's been cool to make that connection and to remember like, oh, wait a minute. This is not I'm not the first one. There was actually, you know, a little bit of business blood running in the line before me. So yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And being your great grandparents, so did they start like back in the Depression era, or or not that far back? They did. Yeah, they really <clears throat> did. Um, my great grandfather's first job was working on building the railroads in upstate New York, and then, like I said, um, they started with a fruit and vegetable cart, literally, that he would. Mm. Um, just, you know, bring around Saratoga Springs, New York, which is where I was born. And then, like I said, it grew into this, you know, business that really became, you know, kind of an iconic symbol and uh, part of the town's flavor and flair. And I don't know if you know anything about Saratoga Springs, New York, but it tends to be famous for it's horse racing during the summer, um, so there's a lot of summer people who would then stop by, you know, their their business and frequent it, and, you know, yeah, it was a real staple amongst that community. Well, that's awesome, and not to get into a whole generational thing, but you, you've had good role models because people actually believed back then that nobody owes him anything, and he probably worked his tail end off creating the success that he had rather than kind of sitting on the sidelines and just hoping it might manifest, you know what I mean? So, Oh, my gosh, of, yes. <laughs> your yeah, your great-grandfather would probably sure. roll out. He'd probably roll over if he saw somebody, some of the people today trying to trying to strike it rich. Such a good point. Such a good point. So I'm really curious about um, highly sensitive entrepreneur. Is that um, is that a term you created? Is that just something? I mean, is that uh, is that a uh, medical term? Or tell me the whole background of that. Yeah. Also a great question. Thank you. So the term highly sensitive person was really coined by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is a psychologist and researcher, and this research in regards to the highly sensitive person really began in the 90s for her. And the quick of the story is is that when I first started my business in 2004, I had no idea that I was a highly sensitive person. And I just went about first building my first business as a nutrition and wellness coach. And in that business, I began to adapt my spiritual practice and teachings and study of A Course in Miracles, which is a spiritual and psychological curriculum. And I started bringing that into my business and into marketing basically just because I was, you know, absolutely terrified and about to have a nervous breakdown. Um, And that worked really well for me. And then others wanted to know what I was doing. And so I started sharing that with other wellness practitioners. And that's how I first made the transition from being a nutrition and wellness coach to coaching others in the wellness field and their businesses. And I was cooking right along um, until about 2011, and at that point I was working with a mentor who was very 
aggressive in her approach and the numbers in terms of the financials that her clients were generating was very important to her. And what I didn't realize at the time was that really triggered for me what I now refer to as one of the HSE coping mechanisms. And for me, my coping mechanism was pushing. So I was pushing myself really, really hard to, you know, meet these high financial goals. And I did. I brought my business across the million-dollar mark at that time, but it came at a very, very high cost for me. I was absolutely, completely wiped out. I was overwhelmed. I was definitely overworked, and I was absolutely caught up in over-responsibility, all which now I have identified as what I refer to as HSE shadows. But at that time, it really threw me into a dark night of the soul. And so I withdrew from, one, that mentoring relationship, and I also withdrew from any kind of online noise And I really just continued to pour the love that I had for my clients at the time. And it was that dark night of the soul that brought me to Dr. Elaine Aaron's work. And when taking one of her high-level assessments, I discovered that not only was I highly sensitive, which once I learned what highly sensitive meant didn't surprise me so much, but what really surprised me was how highly sensitive I was. I was off the charts, highly sensitive. And so I started diving deeper into that study and what that meant. And then I brought one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into a high-level group of about 25 women entrepreneurs that I was working with at the time, and I had them all take the assessment. And every single woman in that room was also highly sensitive, which was interesting in itself, but what was even more interesting is that when they discovered that they were highly sensitive, their first reaction was that they did not want to be highly sensitive. They really immediately saw it as a weakness. So that really propelled me into even deeper study because I thought something's going on here. I'm highly sensitive. These women are highly sensitive. So there must be something about being highly sensitive that's attracting a certain type of highly sensitive person to, one, want to be self-employed, and two, want to be self-employed as a coach or as a healing practitioner or as a creative. And so through that deeper research and study, I really came to see that there is a reason why a person who's highly sensitive is attracted to this type of work. And that most importantly, that if a highly sensitive person is going to be an entrepreneur, they have to approach it differently than an entrepreneur who's not highly sensitive. And that's what really kicked off all of the work and then therefore all of the tools and teachings that I've developed since then to support those of us who are highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Wow, I got so many questions and I think all of them are going <laughs> to make obvious my naivete on the situation. But um, a good friend of mine who I've worked with for years as a self-proclaimed uh, introvert, 
Um, is highly sense. I mean, is that part of it, or is that one of the things, or is that completely different? If you're, you know, if you're an introvert and don't like being out necessarily in groups of people and things like that, is that something completely different than what you're talking about? Great, great question. So it's similar, but it is different. You can be highly sensitive and not be introverted, and you can be an introvert and not be highly sensitive. So what highly sensitive is, is it's really about the way that your nervous system is wired. And one of the things that I always like to say is that you were literally brought into this into this world this way. Your nervous system is just designed to process stimulation at a higher level than someone who's not highly sensitive. So it's not something that your parents did to you. It's not something that you caught on the playground in elementary school. It's not because of that crazy drink that you had when you were in college. It's none of those things. It's literally just how you came into this world. Now, one piece of Dr. Aaron's research that is valuable to also highlight here is that you're not highly sensitive because of a traumatic event. That's not what caused you to be highly sensitive. However, most people who are highly sensitive do experience some type of trauma at some degree at some point in their life simply because they're different than those who are not highly sensitive and any type of traumatic experience will heighten the highly sensitive traits within a highly sensitive person. And another piece of info that's valuable here probably is that also according to her research, 20% of the global population are born highly sensitive. So that's where, again, the some sort of trauma can come in place because the majority of the world is designed for those of the 80%. So the 20 percenters, you know, often, you know, find themselves needing to try to understand who they are and how they're different and, you know, that can just bump a person up against, you know, some challenges along the way. It's, it's highly sensitive, and it probably has a real broad spectrum, but it's highly sensitive being sensitive to um, what other people's expectations are or your own beliefs. Like when you go out, everybody has to go out and sell. You start a business, you have to go out and sell. And I remember when mm -hmm. I started in 2001, and, I mean, I was broken in debt, perfect time to start a business. And I thought every sales call I went on was, like, make it or break it. And, like, mm -hmm. I, I thought I was okay, good at sales, but I, it just put such a, a, a mountain of stress on me until I finally let it go and, and you know, relied actually on my faith and said, okay, I, I, whatever's going to happen has already been predetermined. I'm either going to get good practice or I'll get a client to so just go in there and do the work. I kind of let myself yeah. off the hook a little bit. Is that is that part of yeah. it? Well, yes and no. The yes part is I think it's part of it because that's part of it for all of us who are an entrepreneur, right, like whether we're highly sensitive mm -hmm. or not. The no part is that, you know, in my own work and research, I've identified, you know, approximately 12 top what I refer to as HSE shadows and 12 top HSE 
strengths, and I won't go into all of them, but just to give a quick summary. So again, it really comes back to the nervous system being wired differently. So something that might be, say, maybe slightly um, overstimulating or maybe just even slightly stimulating for a person who's not highly sensitive will be registered as extremely stimulating, if not bowl you over stimulating for a person who is highly sensitive. So, for example, um, a person who's highly sensitive is going to uh, experience overwhelm, you know, quite uh, easily. So there's a different uh, process, if you will, when it comes to processing information. Also, Highly sensitives tend to be very aware of subtleties. Um, anything from environment, they'll notice smells, sounds, um, you know, anything that, you know, might be a visual within an environment where someone who's not highly sensitive will be like, what bell? What are you talking about? What are you hearing? You know, or, you know, why do you feel like you need to close that window? The temperature is fine. Um, or it might also be that a person who's highly sensitive will really be able to pick up on another person's feelings, for example. And when, again, you don't really know how to utilize these abilities, they can really end up in shadow land and really working against you in the form of, you know, again, the overwhelm. Um, Over-responsibility is a big shadow, meaning you're taking responsibility for someone else's experience and it's not yours. Um, Over-protection is another shadow because a highly sensitive will be literally trying to protect themselves from just the stimulating onslaught of the world. But what's super cool and what I've discovered through, you know, my own process and experience and now literally the thousands of other highly sensitive entrepreneurs that I've mentored and taught is that highly sensitives have these really unique abilities, such as highly sensitives tend to be very intuitive. Highly sensitives tend to be very empathic, very creative, very visionary. Uh, excellent at deep listening, excellent at deep feeling, deep thinking. They're very deeply spiritual by nature. So those are just some examples of some HSE strengths. So when you listen and you tune into those strengths and then you start to realize, or at least I'll say I did, wow, okay, it makes sense that a person who's highly sensitive would be attracted to being a coach or a healing practitioner like a massage therapist or a nutritionist or a Reiki practitioner or a creative entrepreneur. This all makes sense. Where the key is is that the highly sensitive then needs to learn how to first be able to use their abilities as strengths, not shadows, and then second, really be able to utilize these strengths in a way that serves and supports their business. So you mentioned selling. Of course, if you're self-employed, you have to be able to sell. Well, the majority of the literature out there will tell you that a highly sensitive should not be in sales. But the way that I've developed a selling process is I've developed it so that the highly sensitive can really be utilizing their strengths and the selling conversation can almost really be, if not actually be, a spiritual experience for both the seller and the prospect. And so that's just one example about how you kind of, 
take what's traditional for entrepreneurs and I've shifted it so that it can really be applicable to HSEs and then that way they're able to really excel at the business part that's needed so that they can actually do the work that they're coded to do so well, coaching, healing, creativity. So as it relates to the sales process, I mean, I've been in sales a long time and actually worked for a sales training company for a while. I mean, I believe there's a process for, you know, moving, uh, engaging with a prospect, moving them all through the cycle. Do you teach how to get around that, or is there just a different way to make that sales process more acceptable or, or more, more palatable, if you will? Yeah, I would say probably a different way, because that really is the key for everything as an HSE, which actually brings us back to the awesome URL, businessmiracles.com, <laughs> um, because as I mentioned earlier, I've been you know, a 30-plus year student of A Course in Miracles, and the foundation of that teaching is that the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. So when I really started working with the concept of highly sensitive entrepreneur, it really dovetailed quite beautifully and powerfully into my study of the course because what I started to see is that an HSE needs to shift their perception. They need to be willing to look at everything differently. They need to first be willing to see themselves differently and not as less than but actually quite powerful within their strengths. They need to look at marketing and selling differently, and they need to look at what it really actually means to be self-employed differently, different than what will work for the 80 percenter. So when it comes to selling, it is, again, just kind of that different angle. So just for example, and I'm not saying that this is your approach at all, but traditional sales is taught you know, to be able to give a hard close and to, you know, be able to create a close, often from uh, a sense of activating fear or deprivation within the prospect, that you will lose something if you don't buy. Well, just kind of that concept of needing to, one, be hard, uh, pressure as part of being hard, to activate fear in someone else is really not a match for those of us who are highly sensitive. Um, so a different approach that I've taken is, yes, you still need to touch the pain points for a prospect, and yes, you need to help them be able to access their vision, and yes, you need to be able to demonstrate how your service will get them from their pain to their vision, but it doesn't have to be done in that hard close, pressure, uh, fear-activated way. Gotcha. I know you have a um, a quiz. Can you tell people how to uh, ac access that and, and and enlighten themselves more? Yeah, absolutely. So what I would say is if you've been listening and you are starting to think, whoa, this whole highly sensitive thing might actually be me, then I would really recommend that you take a quiz that I have created. It's an assessment, an HSE quiz that at the end of taking the quiz will tell you if you are either somewhat super or super uber HSE. And depending on which 
level you are, you'll also receive a free HSE success guide that will jumpstart you into being able to approach your business from this new perspective. And you can find that quiz at hsequiz.com. Very good. Well, I feel like I've just scratched the surface, and uh, maybe in a, in a few months I could have you back if, if you're open to that. I would love it. I would be so happy to reconnect, absolutely. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Heather. Thanks for being my guest this week. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, folks, that wraps up this special edition of Dream Business Radio. Remember, uh, go check out dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. Thank you to my editors and assistants, all my dream team members that make what I do look so doggone easy. Check in this time next week for another great episode. Until then, you take good care.